Hi, I'm Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. Every week we get together and talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do next week. And I am joined by David Fox. Hey there. And Gary Winnick. Hey. So let's start with Gary. Basically, one thing that we did do is, since last week, is we've pretty well been defining all of the um, tasks that we need to create the um, next kind of final sprint, which is to get through the end of Act 1 of the game. Uh, Ron, you know, had me working on spreadsheets to, like, define, you know, I, I love working in things like spreadsheets and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I'm making a face, you know, but basically, uh, I guess it's a necessity when you, like, work on stuff like this is even if all I, all I want to do is draw pictures occasionally, I have to do things like, you know, it's that thing where I talked about how Ron is really good at doing schedules. I know how much he loves doing that stuff, and he wants us to, to you know, share the love, I think. so. It's, I it's more on, like share the pain. Yeah, so I was working on a, um, a spreadsheet schedule in, in Google Docs, which actually is, I'm going to use the word, a low enough common denominator that I can figure it out, but it's still, you know... Uh, pain for me a little bit but uh came up with that and then just been working through things associated with the the sprint um or yeah i guess that we call it a sprint to finish this so right now i'm starting working on some of the characters for the hotel area which everybody knows about everybody knows there's a hotel area i'm not going to go into detail but i'm working on characters for that right now so i'm working on some animation and icons for that and that's what i will be doing you know next week as well and then also spending a little bit of time going over stuff with Mark and making sure that it all makes sense in terms of scheduling as well. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And um, I will um, say one other thing about Ron, which um, just came to my attention, which is uh, I'm working on putting together some graphic design materials around different things for the project. And Ron has actually like done some really good graphic design. I'm really surprised. He has a skill to fall back on. So uh, Ron is actually a pretty decent graphic designer, so I'll say it out loud to the world right now. Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a better artist than you're a programmer, but that's that is much. probably true. <laughs> so, in any case, um, just moving forward with with that, and you know, just looking at where we have to go to get this done, you know, kind of on schedule, feeling like you know we're still sort of in the ballpark, but there is a lot to do. And as you sort of near, I'm saying, move into sort of the additional, you know, past the begin first of the year slope of this project, there's a great deal to do. I feel reasonably good about it, but there's a lot to do. So um, I'm going to continue to work on that and uh, move forward. So that's pretty much it for me today. All right. Great. Thanks. Uh, I will go next. Last week, I spent a fair amount of time, pretty much all of last week, working on the UI for the game. And this is not the UI for the adventure game, but it's kind of the, I guess, the meta UI, the UI, like the options, you know, menus and the start menus and all those kinds of things. Because I didn't really have any of that stuff. You know, if we want to change options in the game, like sound volume and text volume, you know, we're, we have to go in and, you know, edit little config files. And I wanted to get all the code that works that exposes all that stuff to the user. And we need to get like a start screen. You don't really need that kind of stuff for PC games as much, but 
on console games like the Xbox or whatever, you know, you have to have start screens and they have to do, you know, things where you press buttons to log in the controllers and all that. So I was getting all that stuff working and then making sure that it is actually controller friendly, that it's not just going around clicking on buttons, but that, um, you know, the different menu options kind of map to, you know, running the controller around and doing that kind of stuff. So that was pretty much my week. And I got, I got most of that done. Um, I don't have all of the options in, but adding options to the option screen is now trivial. So it's just kind of figuring out what things we want to give uh, players the option to be able to choose. And I kind of distinguish it between like, you know, normal players and power users, right? Normal players, you know, they want to be able to change things like volume and text speed and other types of options. And then those other things for like power users, which you know, may not actually exist in the option screens, you know, maybe they have to actually, you know, go in and edit a config file. I don't know. It's just kind of, it's it's kind of about not overwhelming people with options as well. So uh, working on that, I uh, did, uh, did that last week. So that was my last week. Next week, uh, I think I'm going to spend all of next week redesigning uh, and implementing our new website because the website really hasn't changed since we launched. And less than a year from launching the game. And I think we need to have a real website up that has press information. Because the other thing I'm noticing that's a little bit frustrating is we'll get some press mention and they'll grab screenshots from the original Kickstarter, which the artist changed significantly since then. So uh, I want to get get a new site up that has resources and stuff like that. And I think that'll probably take me a while. So I think that that is probably my, my next week. Uh, David? Well, last week I got two new rooms to Mark Ferrari, uh, the exterior to the mansion and the bunker. So I got to add them both in, did the lighting. Um, bunker especially had some fun little animation stuff to put in. So that was, I, I have a lot of fun doing that. I did a really fun cut scene in the bunker, which had no idea what I was doing and just kind of, it's kind of like, I guess, writing, you know, if you're writing a scene and you don't know where it's going to go. And by the time you finish, you, you start laughing because it's, it worked. And that's kind of what happened with the bunker scene. Um, just had a lot of fun just being the director and controlling actors. Yeah. I love, I love the scene that you put in when, when you leave the bunker, that's really funny. Um, we spent a couple of times with two or three sessions in the last week, brainstorming those flashbacks that we have to do still and laying out a few more puzzles and just getting things clear that maybe we talked about almost a year ago. So just trying to re, re remember what we actually said and then making it a lot better. Yeah, we're we're really lousy about taking notes during yeah. brainstorming. We were and then I read my notes and I said, what does this mean? <laughs> I mean what does dog face mumbo the banana patch mean, Ron? <laughs> what, what what did you mean by that? And why and why did I write Gary is really ugly in the margin? <laughs> why did I write that? And, oh, you want to start that? Let's right? <laughs> crank up the old art studio for that, Ron. Um so I was going to ask David, does it, so David, does it feel like, you know, you're making good progress to, you know, how do you feel about, you know, where we're at relative to, you know, uh, where you think we should be that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, my wife, Annie just asked me that today and I, and I said, I don't have no idea. <laughs> yeah. If that's wrong that he has no idea. Right. <laughs> we're making you know really good progress, but partly because I don't yet have the whole game in my head. It's harder for me to get a clear idea of what and the scope of what's left. Um, I don't, I mean, there's nothing that's hard. It's like, 
oh my, really, I'm really um, not looking forward to the such and such scene. Um, there really aren't any of those. It just there's just a bunch of stuff. Um, so every time something comes up, we just do it. So it, it maybe some of the hard stuff is already done. Now it's just kind of fun adding the scenes and the cutscenes, and I still really enjoy getting Mark's art. Yeah, I'll, I'll channel Ron David. I don't know if all the really hard stuff is really done. <laughs> you know, we'll see. I think I think well, that, the hard stuff is done. I think the the boring stuff isn't done, which quickly turns into the hard stuff. Because you know, at the end of the project, you're just you're just slogging through bugs, or you're you're just doing all those little things that you didn't do because they were too boring to do, and now you have to do them all. For me, the hard stuff is the stuff which I don't know how to do at this point. It's there. I know enough about the environment and the language that that's not really an issue so for me the hard stuff that's left is just the quantity of, of stuff to do the amount of stuff to do and whether whether we're going to end up you know crazily crunching in the last few months or whether whether we're continuing with a really good pace i don't have a handle on that yet myself yeah i think how how we do in january is going to be a big indicator to me of of how things are going because you know, December is, I think we talked about this in last month or last week's podcast, but December is such a write-off month. You know, we have, you know, we have Thanksgiving that happens in the end of November and then you roll into Christmas and, you know, everyone's gone and nobody has focus. And I don't think I've ever in my life worked on a project where much got done during the month of December. And so I feel like our December was the same way. You know, I feel like we had a whole lot of steam coming out of that first uh, sprint. And then we hit our second sprint, which, you know, happened around the holidays. And it feels like we just, we lost a lot of steam on that one. So I think it's it's how how we do on this next sprint through January. And if, if that goes really well and we get that done like we did the first sprint, then I'm kind of feeling pretty good about the progress. The things that are a little bit um, concerning to me, two big areas because they have really long lead times is the recording because we need to get the dialogue done um, and we need to cast everybody, get the dialogue all locked down and then the translations have to happen and then the recording has to happen. And that's all stuff that can't happen at the last minute. That has to happen several, you know, minimum several months before we're done shipping. And then the... Um, the Xbox version with the console because we have to go through Microsoft's cert process, which can also take a couple of months and they really require a virtually finished game. So it's, you know, if, if we ship at the beginning of say September, it's not like we can work up to the beginning of September. It's like we have to kind of be done two months before that because of all the certs and the lead times and, you know, and everything else. So that, that kind of concerns me a little bit. Does the Xbox version have to ship at the same time as the other versions yeah yeah it has it has to sim ship that was part of that part of the deal that we did with microsoft is that has to sim ship so that's controlling really the the whole schedule yeah it really does because the you know the lead time to get on steam i mean there's no lead time right you upload it and you press a button but with the you know with the xbox there's a lead time in ios you know there's a lead time just so that it you know it takes apple several weeks to approve anything and so we you know we do have those lead times that we do have to, we do have to worry about so it kind of removes a little bit of our schedule in some ways I have a question for Ron. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, so phone numbers. Um, are Can we reserve a block of numbers that could then be for the random numbers? Uh, y yes and no. I don't want to reserve a block of numbers because, because then the block of numbers stands out. But the way that I did the phone numbers, 
is the phone numbers aren't actually um, sequential. It like skips two phone numbers between every phone number. So there's lots of gaps that we can go back and add our own phone numbers into. Um, I think Ron might have mentioned this. Are we going to have phone numbers for like, like you know, various stores and the hotel and stuff like that in the phone yeah. book? Yeah, we probably should. I mean, whether they got they get used or not, it's they probably should be there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so if if I want to do a random, I guess you'll have like a function where I can choose a random number and then see if one exists, or is there a better way to do it? Well, probably what what I'll do uh, once all the phone numbers have been generated is though is maybe add an array into the game, which is you know like a hundred unused phone numbers. Okay. And then when when we need a random phone number, we'll just pick it out of that array. Okay. So a couple more things I did. Added some climbing animation for Ransom and, and Reyes. And Ron has a really simple animation viewer that I learned how to use yesterday and actually helped me step through the animations and find a bunch of places where the head was bopping in the different way than the rest of the body and and a couple other things which just weren't set up yet. Yeah, I wrote that whole thing in like like a weekend. Yeah, what worked? It's, it, it, yeah, I think that's the best thing you can say about that animation thing is that it works. There, I I have one one feature request possibly. I said no feature request. I know. <laughs> lower the lower the images. Lower the images on the screen so I can see the whole thing. You, you think all. if you ask for it on you know on the air, David, it's it yeah. might you know pressure Ron to do it. I don't think anything from, from anywhere is going to pressure Ron to do anything if he doesn't want to. But okay. And the thing I'm playing for today, Jen wrote up some documentation for the engine for all the commands. And I'm going to go through and read it today, make edits or notes. So I'm looking forward to that. Next week, I'm not sure yet. Um, it's it's really, I'm in some areas, I'm held up by not having some art. So I'll have to go through. When that happens, I have a couple of bugs I just go back and start working on. So I'll probably be doing that. Okay, great. Anything else? Nope. No, I think, I think, I think we're all in for today. All right, great. Well, thanks a lot. I'll see you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye bye. And we're out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to do kind of keep this pretty quick because uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff I have to do this morning. So I would like to. I have one question. Uh -huh. um, can I mention Bunker, or is that secret? Hi, I'm Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the... Oh, wait a minute. Let's do a sound check. <clears throat> okay. All right, good. Excellent. Thank you. All right.